And there we are! Hey, boys! Oh Hello. Hello. Jake, can you uh, describe the hat you're wearing for us today? Yes. So, two weekends ago, before I thought we were going to have this on Labor Day, uh, but we went to the Renaissance Festival, and my sister had one of these little crown dealies. But she had a different hat, and she was like, I don't know what to do with this. And I was like, you give it to me, and now I have it, and it's mine. <laughs> what is that called? Do you know? I have no I You know, I should have looked this up. Um, Cause it is Renaissance. By hat. far the most unique hat you have worn. I'll hat. find it. I'll Can you even call it. it a hat? It goes on your Questionable. head. Questionable. It's yeah. more like a crown. Like a crown or or like almost bandana. <laughs> it's almost far down enough to be a bandana. Mm. Is it stretchy? This one is not. No, it's okay. It's pretty thick. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. What do you call like the wreaths of flowers around people's heads? Because that's laurels, like a Floral. laurels or a flower crown. Mm. I'll take it. Um, hey everybody, welcome back to the Discord and Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure following the crew of the Indefatigable as they travel through the drift in search of, or merely stumbling upon by accident, a myriad of adventures. Today is episode thirty-four. I am Aaron, the GM with the sole responsibility of killing the characters, including co-played by Alex. Indubitably, indeed. <laughs> Luna, played by Abe. Guys, I'm actually here this time. It's okay. <laughs> Twick, played by Caleb. Hello, that's me. And Lisk, played by Jake. Hey, yo, what up? Last time on the Discord and Signal, the crew woke up, woke up in the Bastion on Absalom Station three days after the explosion from the Rune Drive. After a short visit from Major DePadre Ivasco and some details on their recovery efforts of both the indefatigable and the decimated starships near the perimeter of the Rune Drive's explosion, Sedona welcomed the crew back to Absalom Station in her steward's dress uniform and gave them good news. The crew left to get their well-earned payment for their trip to Islanti space and were also astounded to see that Sardat Zolan Ulavestro was still alive, albeit severely burned and unconscious. The Major and crew promised to keep the entire situa situation under wraps for the time being. Additionally, the crew met with Captain Nayaj, the foremost expert on Aposte, soon to be the three most expert on Aposte, who had worked up a plan with Sedona and Major Ivasco to provide cover in the form of a fugitive chase to get the crew to the difficult to access planetoid of Aposte so they could find out what this mysterious Alnast had hidden for them. Upon arrival at the planetoid, the crew uh, the crew met with Sarabon Zizerer, the point of contact for the house Zizerer, who, after some convincing, provided a 72-hour window for the crew to find the fugitive, along with some additional goodies. Luna sent a few messages to friends and reporters. Lisk needed a drink, co-argued with the foremost expert on Apaste, and Twick showcased some miraculous medicine skills for the first time. Hey. <laughs> That's not true. First time. He only did well because he didn't actually have to heal anyone. It was all theoretical. <laughs> true. He is he is more into the theory. It's true. Mm, true, 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 true. Uh, hey, so, um, we should probably cover just a few things from last session because it has been two weeks and there was a lot of, just a lot of information on, on data dump for last time. So let me take us over to uh, maps so you can, oh, by the way, I've updated this home screen. If you go to any of these windows, it should give you some, uh, updated information about where we're at mainly the map section and the starship i've updated both of those uh, but let me take us over to this apostate map 
Um, so we can kind of see where we're at. Uh, there we go. So we're main. So, um, these are the places you had uh, sort of looked up. You guys are currently in Night Arch, uh, and your destination, if you will, is down here at the Wreckers Field, which, if you remember, was about 700 miles southwest of Night Arch itself. Uh, we also discussed a couple additional places, including the um, some other random locations around Aposte, which included the Black Door. Uh, also, there was the Blood Barracks, we just briefly touched on. Um, there's a couple other unique places here. Iron Door, the Stone Door, Crater Town. Lots of places Crater on Aposte to check out. Yeah, I don't know where right. that is. <laughs> I mean, the there's a lot crater. of craters. <laughs> so, no, it's on the only crater. On <laughs> there the should be a lot of crater towns. <laughs> um, okay, and you also had uh, talked with um, Seobarn Zizerer, who is the main point of contact to the Starfinders for House Zizerer, who had given you uh, maybe not all of all of the best information up front. He was a little bit uh, passive, really wanted to handle it himself, but you guys had convinced him through some various actions that you were the right people to track down this guy uh this uh person who had been in charge of bombings allegedly and he gave you a couple additional goodies which included uh he gave you uh coordinates to an inn called the scrib which is a place you could stay outside of the wreckers field uh he had a contact there named mescaluth um, he also gave you enhanced infosphere access during your time on Aposte, which you can access from pretty much anywhere. Uh, and he also gave you uh, his personal all-terrain transport to take you to House Rycast territory and back. Um, last but not least, he did give you uh, the location of two establishments, we'll say, in Night Arch where you could find yourself some good drinks. And then he wished you farewell. And that is where we ended. Uh, you guys had just walked out of his office door. Uh, you've been given access to this all-terrain transport. It is downstairs. You can access it at any point. It is currently like middle of the afternoon, but on Aposte, it is currently dark. So most everything is dimly lit, and it just feels like it's just nighttime outside. Um, what would you like to do? He, he gave us the... He gave us, like, the... Every man's place, and then, like, a speakeasy, like, fancy... Yep. Hipster oh, speakeasy. Right. Yep, and the Knight's Cube is spelled, the, uh, it's just Knight Cube, N I G H T space C U with an umlau B. Okay. Knight Cube. Oh, All right. Yeah. Uh, no, just, just so I, I, I have my head on straight, we're not actually here to catch a fugitive, right? That is correct. We're so here to find some shit for our ship, right? Yeah, you have this video from Al Nast Galleon Corps, okay. and. You know, based on what the stewards have told you, that accessing a poste is rather difficult uh, because you either need to have some sort of diplomatic purpose or, you know, dedicated purpose from the Pact Worlds Council to get there. In this case, you don't really have that. You've just get, been given some amount of cover. And anytime you travel outside of the city of Night Arch, which is the main place, it is very looked down upon to be anything other than drow. So you will stand out like a sore thumb with the exception that you've been granted 72 hours on the planet by uh, Seobarn's eyes are rare, who said you can go catch this fugitive in his place. So no fugitive, you are correct. I do keep thinking like, oh man, how are we going to track this guy? Yeah. yeah, not, like, yeah. Not, you're like, wait, we no, don't no. need to do that. 
You just know where you're going. You have a set of coordinates that's to the location outside of the records field. We do actually want to go to the records field, though. Yeah, because in order to access the records field, as Zyzerer had told you, you have to go through House Rykast. And House Rykast is the house that runs the records field. Um, if you remember back on Absalom Station, the foremost, soon-to-be three-most expert on Aposte told you specifically that they didn't have a lot of interaction with House Rykast, but that uh, they did know a little bit about this Dylanistra Rykast. She was kind of a uh, rebel, per se, but nobody really knew what her responsibilities were in the house other than watching over the Wreckers Field. Well, the speakeasy is going to be expensive. Okay, Abe didn't spend most of his money, so drinks are on him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speakeasy? Is that what you're thinking? would be the coolest. Blood's spot. best flagon? Mm. Mm, we're only going to be on the planet for a little bit. Might as well go all out. <laughs> Plus, we're probably going to have to find what we need and run away as fast as we can, so, you know. True. No time for drinks on the way out. Yeah. Got a Tell me where you're going. We'll go. Night cube. Night cube. Mm. All right. Let's do it. You walk into the night cube, uh, a very dimly lit establishment. Uh, there's a bunch of pulsing neon lights that surround this really <laughs> neat looking bar. Um, you see this almost like fog rolling off the top of the bar and just like fading out. And rather than uh, almost like house music, it has more of like a, uh, almost like a jazzy, uh, like bluegrassy jazzy, just very casual music, just subtly playing in the background. Everything is dimly lit. The tables are all lit by their own individual purple flamed candle. You can see people sitting around everywhere and you guys make your way up to the bar. Plenty of seats available for the four of you. Uh, the bartender comes up and just says, Hey, welcome to the night cube. What can I get you? Do, uh, you guys don't look like you're uh, from here. Do you need a menu or something? We, we, we were, yeah, uh, would be nice. Well, I got to tell you all the menu options from memory because we don't really do any <laughs> signage here at the Night Cube. Oh, man. If you want something special, you just got to let me know. Yeah, uh, Steelbarn Zizerer sent us oh. um, or recommended recommended uh, your fine establishment. and Of course. Uh, Steelbarn. He, 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 uh, Told us to, to have you set us up with the best drinks you've got. Well, we've got lots of drinks here. Let me run you through a few of them that I might think would be good for you guys. First and foremost, if you want some Akatonian brandy, we got that for you. A little diasporan vodka. We have some Kasathan distilled emotion. We also have some drow blood mead, some neutronian oil, if you have any androids in your party, which it looks like you don't. Some goblin engine hooch some crucible spiced brandy, some umbral cream liqueur, and some trow's courage. On top of that, we also have Death's Chill, which is a special wine made by the Church of Silence on Eox, the Blood Brothers Icker, and Verthani Sclera, which is originally named Fiori Mikalo, which means reverse tail. A lot of unique drinks. We also make a couple mixed cocktails. One is the Last Flight, not something I'd uh, generally suggest that you gentlemen would order, as it's one-third whiskey, one-third fake-hap mushroom, and one-third neurotoxin. And it's mostly meant for a captain who has let the rest of his crew go off in pods, escape pods, before his ship goes down. So, 
You're not really gonna feel anything after drinking that one, but it could be good. Depends on what you're into. Do people order those a lot? Ah, very rarely. But on occasion, rarely. we'll have somebody come through who's just decided it's his time. <laughs> you know, we also have another drink called the Scotch and Stardust. Now, I will say this is our most expensive drink on the menu. It's 1,100 credits, but it's a classic <laughs> Scotch on the rocks, except the ice is shaved off of a local comet. Just that a is beautiful the coolest drink. Fun thing. <laughs> Locally sourced comet ice. Locally sourced comet. Any of that sound good to you, gentlemen? In fact, I might even ask: Are any of you from planets that I might be able to provide your local cocktail that might help you out? Otherwise, you can pick from our selection. Yeah, I remember all the drinks you said. So this will be really easy. Uh, <laughs> you you had like a blood. Oh, blood we meat. have the drow blood mead, the and blood we also have mead. the Maratas blood, and then we also have the blood brother Iker. Man, that's a lot of blood, but I, w I was thinking the blood mead. I'll take the one blood of those. Blood mead. All right, one blood mead coming right up. And he goes ahead and he mixes that up real quick. Actually, not even a lot of mixing. It's two liquids. It's a little vial of blood and then some water. Nice. Nice. Uh, that's... This was a mistake. <laughs> he sets it down on the table and he says, brewed from the blood of a special creature raised in the caves here on Aposte. How about you, young sir? And he points right at you, Twick. You know, I got anything from Verses. Oh, oh, that's all this sounds a little too weird for me. Mm. Yes, we do have some fine Versetian ale made from the finest fire wheat from Fulbright and flavored with the fresh buds from the iced lichen of the dark side. Oh, that sounds great. Give me one of those. Pour you one right up. And he goes back to the back and he takes a little tap and he pours out this absolutely incredible looking ale. And then he just takes like some ice scrapings and puts it right on the top of it and then sets the beer down in front of you. And how about you, my winged friend? Um, I'm trying to even remember what freaking planet I'm from. Nirun? <laughs> Nirun. Uh, Is that right? Yeah, if you told him Nirun, yeah, Nirun. he would say, uh, well, we don't really have anything from Nirun. It's kind of far outside of the Pact Worlds in the vast, but we could probably mix you something up that would be on par with something you would get back there. Maybe a uh, crucible spiced brandy would do it for you. Sounds great. Perfect. This, by the way, is the most prevalent liquor found on the Adari. The spice brandy is often too much for those unaccustomed to Kasathan cuisine, but I think it'll fit you just right. And he pours the smallest amount of liquid you have ever seen into like this, you know, nice little jaw, this nice little glass, but the liquid is like, I mean, like a millimeter tall and he just sets it down in front of you. He says, uh, don't drink this too fast, friend. And uh, how about for my soft-spoken one over here that I haven't heard from yet? You want anything specific? Maybe a I... scotch and stardust? <laughs> Not sure about that, but I, uh, maybe you could recommend me something. Maybe something, um, a little floral with, a uh, floral. Hmm. maybe some kind of complex texture to it. Uh, that would be enjoyable. Floral and complex textures. Okay. I got a couple options for you. First, we can do the Patra Root Tea, which is a freshly brewed tea from the poisonous plants on Vesk 6. It's uh, kind of a carbonated drink. It's often called the planetary drink of Polonus. Very herbal, but also 
it is poisonous, so <laughs> you'll have to watch out for that part. We also have... Uh, That's on that movie. We, we could do something like uh, a Verthani Sclera, which is a large palm-sized fruit um, that was named after disrespectful off-worlds for its white color. The drink itself is made by carefully extracting the juice from the Strawawi fruit, removing the toxic purple, purple pigments from the juices and fermenting, and then drying out the husk and rehydrating it so that the fermented juices come out into the cocktail. And then I would say last but not least, we always have, uh, of course, for Kasathans, uh, 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 you know, one option would be something like a, a liquid that's uh, techno-magically distilled from an emotion. It's very that unique. sound um, quite unique. I actually might like to try that experience. Oh, have you it right can up. Use a little more emotion, I think. Yeah, though, yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> have that one right up. And he goes to the back, and he he has this weird-looking tap that comes down from the ceiling. And when he turns it on, it just drips, and all, like something that looks like a like a super fluid. It doesn't look fluid. It doesn't look gaseous. It's kind of just slowly floating down into the drink. And then he puts a single cube in it and he spins it a lot and then he sets it on the table in front of you, the cube just still swirling in the glass. Uh, and he just says, ah, friends, enjoy your drinks. I'll be back to get the tab here in a second. I gotta go check with my other customers down here at the end of the table. Enjoy. And he walks away. And uh, you guys can kind of just uh, sit around enjoying your drinks. Some will be able to drink them a lot uh, faster or a lot more, uh, you know, a lot quicker intake than others as some of those drinks are very small. But as you're sitting there, you're probably just talking about the scene you see around yourselves, uh, looking around to see basically a whole bunch of drow, almost nothing else. You see a human here and there, um, but it's almost exclusively drow in this establishment. Everybody is dressed in black with spikes. Uh, they just it's look one like of those clubs. Oh yeah, mm. oh yeah, leather everywhere. Let's go. Um, and while you're sitting there, uh, Twick, you're sitting on the end, actually, of this bar. And this drow, this strange-looking drow, with a whole bunch of augmentations, walks up and he sits down next to you. And uh, he's got this big, weird-looking drink in his hand that just basically looks like a huge flask of blood. And he's just sipping on it. And he turns and he looks at you and he goes, Hey, nice hardware. Where'd you get it? Oh, he's looking directly at Quig or Quip, by the way. I built this myself. Oh, built it yourself, eh? What's it made of? Um, I'm mostly adaptive bio chains. Uh, kind of built it from the ground up. 3D printed it almost, if you will. 3D printed it. Oh, incredible. incredible. I see you've got some uh, hardware yourself. He points at the compartment where your hideaway limb is stored, which mm. normally is invisible to most people because it's it's supposed to be very discreet. He points right at it. Is that what that is, a hideaway limb? Yeah, you got some good eyes on you. Somebody work on those, did they? Well, it's not often we see good work around here. Though, some of the augmentations can be, hmm more powerful than others and you see him he takes his hand and he, he he lets go of his 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 beer his blood beer that he's drinking or whatever it is and he reaches it out on the table and as he stretches it out you start to see his arm crackling with energy 
and then he sets it down on top of the table, and within a few seconds, the lights emanating that soft neon glow from the bottom of the table brighten to an almost just iridescent white, just blinding white for just half a second, and then they immediately turn back off. Uh, it's, it's so fast that people around the space just kind of look around real quick. They think maybe something flashed and then turned back off, but nothing, nothing is out of the ordinary for them. And uh, he sets his arm down and he kind of clenches his hand a little bit. It looks like it might have stung his, stung his arm a little bit. And he just says, uh, would you uh, be interested in, in something a bit more? And he like pauses for a second and he, his head twitches to the side. And then he says, uh, powerful by chance. Hmm, you piqued my interest for sure. Somebody nearby work on that? Well... First of all, I should probably introduce myself. The name's Grav. Grav Bomrix. Who might you be? I'm Dr. Twixander Quigg. You can call me Twick. A doctor? A doctor of what exactly? Uh, genetics. Genetics. Working on the fancy side of biomechanics. Very interesting. Hmm. Listen. Here's the thing. I don't know if you know much about the augmentations that happen here on Aposte, but they're quite strange. Have you heard of flesh warping? Can't say I have. Uh, well, it's a strange practice. Flesh warping is a, a kind of, well, it used to be a... Uh, Almost a, a utility that you would use for getting information out of prisoners. But over time, this punishment, it uh, became more refined. And they began making augmentations from this flesh warping process. Which, while gruesome to behold, greatly enhanced an individual's physical qualities. That kind of thing would interest you, huh? Yeah, I'd say it would. I would say, though, sometimes in dramatic cases of, f of flesh warping, the recipient may suffer some reduced intelligence, limiting its, oh, we'll call it tactical acumen. Hmm. It doesn't sound ideal. I got something else for you then. If you're not interested in specifically the flesh warping, that is, I know a pasta can be a strange place for non-drow. It may not be the risk, but I've heard of some of the brain bugs in the free markets that are putting out some cutting edge stuff. They're calling them auto implantations. They graft themselves and they change you. They make you stronger, heal faster. I ain't never seen one before myself. Anyone who's got tech like you and the means to get to the station itself surely has the means to get one. Hmm. You look like you're from Absalom, if I'm right. Been there a few times, yeah. <sighs> Have you been to the free markets before? I'm legitimately not sure if I've been there. You you may have been. It's like a it's like a big area of Absalom Station where there's just like a whole bunch of trading 
of random okay. goods, assorted goods. It's a big market. I'm probably um, there then. Okay. He says, um, listen, I'd be willing to uh, pay you if you could bring me something from the free market area that's an auto implantation. Maybe while you were there, you could get one for yourself while you're at it. Well, it was pretty hard to get here the first time. I don't know how likely it is I'll be coming back. There are ways of shipping things to a poste. We could probably work something out. All right. What do you have in mind? I'm looking for this specialized rending talents auto implantation. Here's what I'm willing to give you. Thousand credits up front. 3,500 on delivery. How much would this thing cost? Do I know? Do you have any um, idea? You know that rending talons normally cost about 2,000 credits, but you get the feeling that this guy's talking about something that's a lot more exclusive than what you would normally buy. Mm -hmm. So it's probably going to cost significantly more. You don't even know if 4,500 would cover it, but you think uh, it, it would probably be close. Hmm. Hmm, I'm not sure... Not sure that's uh, worth my while, if you will. Listen, I'll round it up to even five if it'll make it worth your while. I'll even give you the location and name of the people you can buy these auto implantations from, at least as far as I am aware. Now that would be very helpful. I think we can work something out here. Okay, okay. And he just uh, kind of gets on his comm unit and he he presses a couple buttons and he says uh oh gonna need your contact info friend so i can send this right over to you sure okay so you provide give, it to him give him your burner number yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and uh he sends you a list of a couple of different establishments in the free markets not, none of which you've ever really heard of, um, but they sound definitely like places that would be in the free markets. You see things like uh, BioBoost, uh, Synesthesia, Metagenesis, Hard as Nails, um, and a couple others. Uh, just a bunch of random things that are, that are definitely involved in things that are augmentations of varying types. Um, and he says, uh, you know, he says something effective. I think it's... Uh one of these last three, but I'm I'm not quite sure certain. There's uh the Renew You, which is where a lot of the brain bugs operate out of. And then of course, we've got the other two that seem like they might be the right place to go. Metagenesis and BioBoost. You may have to look around a bit. But just remember, you're looking for auto implantations. Alright. Um, Let's see he, what I can find. He will immediately transfer a thousand credits to you. Okay. The last thing he does before he steps away is he just looks at you and he raises his, his hand again. And you can see more electrical charge coming out of his hand and he just says, Remember, if I don't get my equipment or my money back, I know who you are now. Dr. Quicksander Twig. And I have left a poste <laughs> before. I'm Good sure day to you. You'll get what you want. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, and he walks away. 
Um, so yeah, he walks away. You're left there. Uh, everybody else is still drinking next to you. Um, I don't even I know would... if you guys want to roll a perception check to have noticed that conversation, but you were pretty engaged in your drinks. I think, uh, honestly, I think Liska's off doing bloodshots with some drow on the other side <laughs> of the bar. Okay. Bloodshots uh, and drow. Just bounced. I'd like to know how drinking emotions works. Um, so as you drink the emotion, you just feel like you're more capable of interacting with people. Aww. And for the next 24 <laughs> hours, uh, you get a plus two to bl to diplomacy. Because oh, you feel cool. like you can just really effectively communicate. So emotional right now. <laughs> so what's that plus two bring you up to? T two? Plus two. <laughs> diplomacy? I'm actually okay. It's a uh, 11 now. Christmas wow. Days. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Something you Ruben. actually had room to put ranks in, huh? Mm, that's one rank, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bluff is where yeah. I excel. That first rank is where you get like all of your all of the bonus, and then... yeah, from mm -hmm. from charisma. Um, so Luna, you rolled me a perception check. You would have noticed this strange-looking drow that was talking to Twick. Um, Lisk was off uh, doing blood shots, and Co was just really coming to just like this weird realization that he has way more emotion than he thought he did. So he's kind of just like looking around the room, staring off into space, really just kind of enjoying himself at the moment. Really feeling myself, you know? Emotion leads to the dark side. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything you guys would like to do before you depart from your drink? Um, good. Where does that guy that was talking to me run off to? Just to talk to somebody else, or does he? He walks leave? out the front door. Mm. He came from the back of the restaurant. He was at like a table, and I think he he what it probably looked like to you is that he noticed you uniquely walking in, and he sat down specifically to talk to you because maybe he saw your augmentations. And then after the conversation, mm. he just left. He's gone. Mm. Can't believe you put Doctor Doom in this game. Such <laughs> a power play. Turns out he's going to be the final enemy of the entire 3AP thing. Oh, I'm yeah. getting him a nice augment that he can use against us. Yep. <laughs> really unique augment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hack it before I give it to him. So turn it <laughs> off at a moment's notice. Can I work the crowd and start and sort of ask about like the doors that go into lower apostate? Just casually walking around. Yeah, um, are you just listening or are you trying to have conversations? Um, I guess trying to have conversations. Okay, okay. You do get, as you're walking around, a whole bunch of very strange looks. Um, you are, after all, not a drow. You are a very strange bird-looking thing. Uh, but you walk past a couple tables who don't seem to give you as strange of looks. Um, look like maybe you could approach them if you would like to. Sure. Okay. Uh, one of the guys looks up from the table. Ah, uh, never seen any of your kind here before. Yeah, just passing through, just kind of a stop on the way, thought I'd... I, uh... I'd, uh, pop in, sample some drink, um... Sarah Barnes actually recommended the place to me. A Zyzerer, huh? Wow, you must 
You must be someone important. Oh no, no, not not uh, not terribly. Just uh, just you know, we go back. Not not many gets an audience with Zyzerer. It's uh, they kind of run the city, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we're, you know, we're doing we're doing a favor. He uh, actually let us uh, let us take his uh, ATT out. Wow! And you said you're not a friend. <laughs> I doubt that. Take a seat. Might have something interesting we can get here. Um, so, uh, what are you doing here on Apaste anyways? In, in Night Arch? You guys, uh, transport, cargo crews? What do you do for house size rare? Uh, it's a, it's a bit of a... You know, it's, it's... Strictly speaking, it's classified, but, um... Oh. You know, I, I can say it's... It's a, it's a bit of an extraction operation, if you get my drift. Ah, a hit and run. Got it. I remember the old days. Uh, well, I know you can't tell me much about it, but uh, where are you headed? Uh, down, down, down south, down towards the uh, Wreckers Field. You know the area. Oh, yeah, yeah. House Rikast territory. Don't want to mess with those guys too much. Tell me about, uh, tell me about Delanestro, what you know, uh, you got any, uh, particular, uh, weaknesses, or, or uh, how do I, how do I, how do I get in the door, <laughs> Dylan so Nestor, is she that, is she that, uh, rebel that works at the Wreckers Field Control? Yeah. Ah, yeah, I don't know much about her, but, uh, I hear she's hot. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, she's got this crazy looking... Like bright pink mohawk. Woo! I'll take it under advisement. Yeah, nice. yeah. But yeah, I don't know nothing about uh, uh, her capabilities or anything. Just seen a photo here and there. That's right, Cass. They don't make it up here to Night Arch all that often. I mean, does she have any sort of uh, partiality to a particular vintage of blood or anything like that? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I mean, just like all drow, we just, you know, it's blood. It's blood is blood is blood. I know there's different <laughs> agings of blood. Uh, you can get it from different caves and caverns and crater towns got good blood. But in general, uh, blood is blood. Uh, I, yeah, I don't got nothing specific. Maybe half-orc blood. You know how much we hate those guys here. <laughs> he elbows yeah, his heard. friend in the, in the arm. Um, you know, you know, I was curious. I, I, yeah. I was told a lot about pirates before I came here. Pirates? Yes. Yeah, curious. Do you know much about pirates? Is there a lot of pirate activity? Well, I mean, there's some pirate activity. Uh, like, what, what specifically? Like, raiders who are trying to take you while, you while you're going from point A to B? Space pirates? Well, are we talking yeah, about pirates you know, of Apostate? Yeah, movies? pirates of Apostate. You've you, you seen that movie? Kind of like that oh, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Is that real? Is that, is that actually happening? Oh, I mean, I don't think it's like a documentary or even even like a, you know, dramatization of a of a real thing. I it's just a it's just a movie. You know, they they do a lot of filming over in uh, Crater Town. It's a crazy place over there. They um, did they get anything particularly wrong in the movies? Like wrong, for example, like mm. you know, if pirates were to use like traps or something. Oh, just man. off the top of my head. Like pressure plates. Something like that. Um, 
You know, not really. Pirates are more like the hit and run kind of type, you know? They're not they're not really putting traps on the floors. If they Yeah, I do remember a scene in that movie where they had a couple traps and I thought to myself, hey, this don't make that much sense. <laughs> These pirates, they're gonna run up, they're gonna stab you, shoot you, and get out of there. But yeah, I'd say probably not. Not 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 really as much uh traps as it's more like stabby shooty. That, make, that makes sense. And what about these, like, these doors? I mean, it seems like they could have come up with some better names for these movies. D the doors? Are you you talking about the doors into apostate? Yeah. Oh. Oh, you mean like the Pirates of the Black Door mm -hmm. and the Pirates of the Iron Door? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I don't know who named places here. Sometimes it don't make no sense. I mean, it does make sense because if you go to the Black Door, it's black. And if you go to the Iron Door, it looks like iron. If you go to the stone door, it looks like stone. So a lot of that makes sense. The blood barracks is covered in blood. So there's a lot of like naming things that make sense, but you'd have thought they would have come up with some more cool things to call it, you know? Like uh, the big doors to the entrance of a paste. Well, I guess there's like multiple sets of doors. So it'd have to be like the first big doors of the entrance to a paste. And then the second big doors to the entrance of a paste. I don't know. Cool stuff, though. Yeah, they should have put you in charge. That would have been more, way more interesting. I um, agree. What, what? You have been down there. Like, what's down there? In the doors? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Those things don't open up very often. And when they do, everyone who goes in, they never come out. You'd have to be... You'd have to be crazy to go down in there. Or have some sort of escape plan that I ain't never heard of. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe it's the same group <laughs> of people always going in, disguised as different people, and they have an escape route out the back. I ain't never heard of such a thing. That's, that's probably it. Well, uh, if you do go, next time you're here in Night Arch, stop back here at the Night Cube. I'll be here. I would love to hear about your adventures inside of a pasta. All right, well, uh, you might not recognize me. I might be disguised as a different person. Oh, true, true. Yeah, I mean, you do look kind of like uh, out of place, you know, giant bird and all, but maybe look a little bit more uh, drowish. You could uh, talk to some more people around here. Probably right. Well, fascinating talking to you. Absolutely. Good luck to you, friend. And good luck with your uh, hit and run. He will wave you off. Anybody else want to do anything inside of the night cube before you depart? Nah, I think just okay. bloodshots for Lisk. Bloodshots and bloodshots. <laughs> Got it. Lisk is on vacation. This yes. is vacation. <laughs> this is pre-vacation, actually. Uh, you guys also, it's if you remember, one. you have access to the uh, uh, information sphere. On a pasta. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. um, so if you wanted to do some things there, you could. could you still have a little bit of time before you go down to to the all terrain, the uh, AT, AT, AAT, ATT, AAT. Yeah, can we do uh, some research, some uh, sure. social media sleuthing on this? Uh, this uh, I had a name a second ago. Dylanistra. Dylanistra. Yeah. Um, Make me a culture check. You will get, uh, because you have access to the special info sphere that uh, <laughs> old uh, Seal Barnes Iserer has, you will get a plus 10 wow. to this wow. check. Wow. That's mm. a lot. 
Yes. Gonna, gonna need it. Don't need it. Wow. 43. <laughs> um, there is very limited information about Dylan Istra Rycast. Mm. You know that uh, just a few minor things. You know that she does run the area around the Wreckers field, that she is a rebel. She regularly disagrees with her superiors. She's known to be very violent. Um, she is constantly catching people who steal things from the Wreckers field. Those people are never heard of again. <laughs> um, and is she's just in general not... As far as you can tell, it doesn't appear to be a super great individual to have to work with, but hmm. it's what you got. And we know, do we have a, a location within the Wreckers field that we know about? Uh, no. So the coordinates you have are just north of the Wreckers field oh. in an area called the Breaklands, which is kind of, if you're still looking at the map, it's kind of like right here. But the Wreckers field basically surrounds all of the access to this southern portion of the Breaklands. Mm. The only way for you to get there is to traverse through the Wreckers field itself. Okay. Uh, since this is a special info sphere, can we look up... Uh, right down the other house? Uh, Zyzer Air? Uh, no, the old... Defunct oh, one. Oh, oh, oh. That's what I was Galleon Coor. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'll let you use the same culture check for that. Um, again, you find very limited information on uh, Alnost Galleon Coor or the house he was a part of, which I think I just told you the wrong name. Hold on. Uh, house. Hmm. Why well, can it. I not think of it off the top of my head? Yeah. Um. 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 House Theron Call. Uh, you find very little information about House Theron Call. You you what you do find is that it was a house that existed as one of the minor houses underneath House Rycast a long, long time ago. And you find notes and information on like little snippets about this sort of uprising in the past of minor houses underneath House Rycast and other houses within Aposte, where they went from this sort of drow matriarchy to a more multi-ruler approach and it sort of equalized a lot of the population in terms of power and a lot of the more powerful houses it looks like expelled or eliminated the smaller houses who were involved in this and you get the sense that house theron call was one of those that maybe they had moved more towards a sort of more diplomatic approach to to ruling and they are no more at this point so all the information you can read about ends a long, long time, over over a hundred years ago is the last entry you can really find from House Theron Cole. Well, the other thing we're supposed to do is talk about the weird signal in the strange ship, but we're supposed to talk to stewards about that. Oh yeah, that discordant signal. That, <laughs> that eponymous signal. Do we, is it possible? Do we, how much do we know what we're looking for? Like ship? stuff how much do you know what you're looking for here yeah well and also in life you know just kind of general <laughs> <laughs> I mean you basically only know what the message told you which uh hold on let me pull it up no, we all remember exactly what the message said <laughs> we don't need to 
Okay. Done. No problem. Um, uh, I was just wondering if there was enough information in there to, if we could do some research like, oh, there was a, a space pirate who dropped his booty. <laughs> Is it the exact coordinates? Glean any information? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll let you... I'll let you still use, because you guys are probably both looking, at, or all four looking at the info sphere at the same time. You can all just use uh, Luna's check. Um, you know that uh, there's 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 no information you can find about El Nascalian Core. So you don't know anything okay. about this guy. You know, he said the name House Theron Call. You know about House Theron Call. You know that that house, and you, you can read a little bit more about them. Maybe there's like bits and pieces here and there that they were one of the shipbuilder houses that was under House Rycast in uh, the Wreckers Field. And typically what you see from House Rycast in your research is that they own the only spaceport in in around Aposte. So all of the ships that are sold off of Aposte go directly through that spaceport, which means they have almost exclusive control to ship manufacturing. And they do it by having all of these minor houses be almost like, not slave labor, but indentured servitude or just their servants to House Rycast. Mm -hmm. They don't really have a choice. They are paid, but it's not a lot. Sounds like slavery with extra steps. Yeah. Um, and that's how they control the sort of output from starships from the Wreckers Field, which are just most of the time Frankenstein ships, but on occasion it does look like there's an occasional ship that's brought out of the Wreckers Field that's, you, you know, like unique or well-constructed. And those are typically from houses that, uh, you know, maybe they may make like one ship every once in a while that's beyond ex expectations. They've morphed something into something beyond what, you know, people could believe they could build sort of thing. But um, nothing really in terms of like a pirate's booty or mm. uh, specific coordinates to things or anything. They, like, in fact, there's very little you can even read about the Breaklands itself. Um, if you were to look up the Breaklands, it just looks like that area is more of a... Um, uh, it, it's not really like mountains. It's more... It looks like the planet, the planetoid itself, almost like broke up from below. Like something exploded it. It's, it's almost like if you look like at a bunch of concrete. That concrete slab has just been broken. All those slabs are left sticking staggered straight up in the air. Um... As far as you can tell, there's no one that lives there. It's a bunch of like jagged peaks that resemble this mountain range uh, in like almost random piles, nearly intraversible compared to the rest of Aposte. In the Wreckers Field, information on the Wreckers Field, is it just a field where a bunch of wrecks are? <laughs> a field where a bunch of wrecks are. I mean, basically. Um, <laughs> You can kind of look up the same thing on the Wreckers Field. Uh, you would get... Uh, hold on, let me scroll to it here. Um, I mean, you know the Wreckers Field is run, again, by House Rycast. You know it's an enormous, unregulated junkyard of failed experiments and ships mm. and hundreds of types of remnants of buildings and starships and weapons. Um, a lot of minor houses, you know, control various sections of the Wreckers Field. But all of those houses operate under the, the sort of gaze of House Rycast. Um, you also get the sense that Rycast probably has people in and amongst the Wreckers field that are watching these houses uh, to make sure that there's nothing going on uh, without their without their eyes on them. Um, 
There's also inside the Wreckers Field a almost like large rolling factories that sort of move around the field in order to build starships at different locations. And those factories are kind of little mini cities in, in themselves. It, a lot of the starships that are still there can still have atmosphere. So it's kind of like living aboard a starship in the depths of space. Because once you step outside, you're outside of atmosphere. But when you step back inside, you can be inside of atmosphere in any number of starships. So people live all over the Wreckers field in abandoned ships that haven't been touched for centuries. Hmm. Oh, the, I guess the other thing I was thinking of is, can we schedule our Uber off planet? Schedule your Uber off planet. Oh, that's right. We didn't fly here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you would know just based on your conversation with uh, Captain Nyaj that the the shuttle that brought you here will not depart without you. It just stays in the hangar uh, oh. at, on on Night Arch. So the moment you're ready to leave, uh, you have you have like uh, on your data pad or your comment, you have control to call that ship. So if you needed to bring it somewhere, you could bring it to you, or you could just go back to it, get on it, and take off and go back to Absalom Station. Oh, okay, I forgot. I thought we were dropped off and had to find our way off the planet. Oh, no, 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 no. Man, this is a so mean. <laughs> exclusive shuttle to you. Alright. Anything else you guys want to look up? I'm good. That's because you're just still in touch with your emotions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do we, need, do we need to sleuth brave bomb wrecks? <laughs> you can try it. Um, if you look him up in the infosphere, you find basically nothing. Uh, there are a bunch of people with the name Grav. Oh, um, Grav. Grav. Mm. Yep. Uh, Grav bomb wrecks. Um, mm. You. Yeah. N- a bunch of people named Grav, but no one specifically named Grav Bomrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, no real information on this guy. The only thing you have is his contact through Twix Datapad. And well, I mean, so it looks like you used a fake name, but that's fine because you used a fake name too, right? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Good. Yeah. See, so yeah, it's all gave, it's all well and good. He gave I'm, him the name. I'm smart. I don't want to give my real name out. The name Quicksander Twig. Is what he gave <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, you guys make your way uh, out of the night cube. You make your way back over to the tall building uh, where um, House Zizerer's offices or Seobarn C- uh, Zizerer's offices. You find these same two sort of guards standing there with uh, their pikes that they're holding, and they escort you into the building to this area where you see an all-terrain vehicle. Um, it is basically an uncovered all-terrain vehicle. Um, so while in it, you have to be wearing your suit, as it will require you to, I mean, unless you want to take your helmet off and die in the lack of atmosphere that's on a poste, this thing is not covered. It does not have oxygen. It doesn't have a, a, an atmosphere inside of it. It's just an open top all-terrain transport. Fuck yeah. Man, imagine needing to breathe. Embarrassing. Um, So you guys, uh, you can program into this thing exactly where you want to go. It will take you uh, sort of down, across, past the blood barracks, uh, through the silt fields, and over to the wreckers field. Um, It will take you quite a while to get there. This vehicle travels at about uh, 40 miles an hour. 
Um, and like I said before, I think you can get it up to probably around 50 or 60 if you really push it, but uh, it will take you some time to traverse the nearly 700 mile trip, uh, which in actual hours is, uh, well, it actually it travels at 60 miles an hour, not 40, 60. I have this written down here wrong. Let's go. Because uh, it takes you it takes you 12 hours to get there. Oof. Whoa. Wow. <clears throat> um, get some snacks so, at the at the scrib. Absolutely. Like the take way, take extra of the continental breakfast to go. <laughs> absolutely. What were you gonna say, Jake? Um, if we're drawing attention, we all should still have our hollow skins. We could just look like a <clears> bunch <throat> of drow if we wanted to blend in. I just wanted to throw it out there. We might do that after we talk to this lady because she knows we're coming. I think. Fair yeah. enough. <clears throat> she has been warned to your, well, told of weird. your arrival. Okay, um, fair enough. Yeah. Probably okay. a good idea, though. Yeah. Okay, doke. So you guys get in. Uh, I was looking up how long Apostes Day is. I think it's it's a little bit longer than like a normal 24-hour period. Um, so you guys would arrive, or like based on your departure time, you think you'll arrive sometime pretty late evening on the same day. Uh, days are just longer here. Um, so you enter the uh, enter the sort of directions. Maybe you grab some snacks from the night cube before you leave. Uh, and you make your way towards the Wreckers Field. You drive through uh, this silk soil area, which is just like a large area with really deep soil. This all-terrain vehicle is super helpful. If you had to drive anything else, it would be very problematic. But it gets through this with pretty much ease. Um, and, uh, you are kind of making your way along when you see these four strange-looking motorcycles approach you from both sides of the vehicle. Yes. And Max time. on top Max. of these hogbacks, which is what they are called, they are like spiked motorcycles, yeah. ride what appear to be four drow, and they all aim guns... Hey. At your transport. One of them. One of them doesn't have an electric guitar. One of them, <laughs> one of them does not have an electric guitar. Uh, and we are going to enter a vehicle oh, chase. Wow! Oh, this is this oh. is fun. So yes. cool. Um, let me send you guys something real quick. Uh, it's it's kind of like one of those like here's the chase rules thing. Uh, not super complicated to understand. Um, basically, the way a chase is going to work on a vehicle is slightly different than a starship chase. There's three basic rounds of things that happen. You choose somebody who's piloting the vehicle, because it has to be navigated in a specific way. Uh, that pilot will make a check to do a piloting thing, and then uh, I will move vehicles based on chase progress, and then combat happens. Everybody inside the vehicle can shoot. If you're currently engaged with another vehicle, you can attempt to melee or board that vehicle. Uh, or you can try to use some of the terrain to your advantage. Granted, you are moving at, you know, somewhere between 40 and 60 miles an hour currently. Um, so that traversal is going to be uh, kind of scary to jump from vehicle to vehicle. But if you'd like to try it, you know, some people's acrobatics are quite high. You could probably do it. Um, so let me go ahead and hit this uh, combat button because we're going to have to put us in, in combat order anyways. Uh, start combat. <clears throat> Did that have you guys roll? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know sometimes that doesn't work. Easy. Oof. All right. Um, let me have these guys roll real quick. 
I want to roll, Jake. Yeah, roll. I know. Roll. We see these roll. dice. I don't know if you care. I don't care. Wow. We saw how badly they did. Some solid <laughs> rolls there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for saying that, though. I'll go ahead and turn that back to blind. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, four drow elites are driving these four vehicles. Um, you should take a second. Uh, I assume Alex is driving since he's normally the <clears throat> ace pilot, quote unquote. Yeah. If someone else pilot. would like to drive, you can, nope. you can definitely drive. Nobody can okay. drive. <laughs> Nobody can drive. That's too bad. Our best melee guy. <laughs> best melee guy. Hate I mean, there are right. bikes. How, how am I hitting them with melee? With engage. There's a board action. Yeah, you, you oh. can board. To board them. <laughs> you jump over and. Uh, Liz will jump hop in the seat. Um, do you I guys mean, have guess... access to this vehicle if you click on it, by the way? Um, I don't think so. Like I may need to share it with you. All right, hold on a second. Assuming no. Configure permissions. All players. Like, I would be pretty oh. good at getting on their vehicle, but right. I'm kind of not sure what I do once I'm there. You should be able to access it now. Yes. Okay. Importantly, a vehicle provides you a few things. Um, one... There is a piloting modifier. Anytime you do a piloting check, you have to add that. Which co? Negative four. It's hard to move a big vehicle. Easy to move a small one. Also, there is an attack modifier. You are not driving at full speed, you are driving at the moving speed. So when you make an arranged attack against another enemy vehicle, you have to add this, which is a negative three for your vehicle. Definitely not on theirs, but it's a negative three for yours to try and shoot them. Uh, other important attributes are um, you will see that the vehicle has 90 hit points. Uh, there is a threshold of 45. When you hit that 45 mark, mark your vehicle is uh, broken. Um, you lose your cover benefits, and it starts to slow down until it stops, unless you can repair it. Hardness is how much damage the vehicle can take before actually taking hull point damage. So this vehicle is kind of beefy. It's like a tank, which is why it's hard to maneuver and hard to shoot from, uh, because the other things around you are moving quite fast. Also, importantly, under the other attributes towards the bottom, you will see cover. You get partial cover while inside this vehicle. <laughs> As you are kind of behind doors and there's maybe some sort of pipes that are running overhead, um, these motorcycles as, or hogbacks, uh, as you can probably guess, will not really have cover. These people are wide open. <clears throat> so, quick reminder, here's what we're going to do. Pilot actions, chase progress and then the combat portion of this will happen. And then we just basically run through the combat tracker when the combat portion happens. Um, trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. Is there just I, one person on each bike? There's one person on each bike. Okay. <clears throat> um, don't think I'm forgetting anything. Uh, I, the, the one additional item you should know is that in... Uh, Vehicle chases, there are a couple of additional things to be aware of. So each one of these is a zone. The zones are 60 feet apart. So it's typically within your first range increment to shoot a weapon. If you are ever two zones away from an enemy, like two zones in front of them, you escape them and they will leave. Because um, <clears throat> they can't catch up to you. Um, if you are in front of an enemy, uh, you gain bonuses to your AC as well as a bonus to hit. Um, you can kind of see some of those in the descriptions of these actions you can take. Uh, also, there are, oh, what would we call them? Additional parameters that will happen during this chase. 
Uh, mainly things like, I don't know, things could alter your attacks, or there could be hazards while you're driving through, or maybe altered movements to what you're doing. So you have to be careful as you enter each zone. I'll kind of describe to you maybe what you're encountering in the vehicle you're in, and that will prevent you or give you some benefit towards getting rid of these guys. Does that all make sense? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually add all these to combat as well, and I'm just going to put them towards the top. This combat tracker is going to be ginormous. Okay. Uh, let me move these to the top. One second. 50. 50. Wow. Just so they move first. Uh, where are you guys at? Um, <clears throat> you guys have any questions on the actions or the pilot actions? So just just like mechanically, right? Yeah. There's no air. There is no air. So how, how are we to shoot them? Do I just you... roll down the window and we all suffocate? No, you're currently in we're suits. On. It's open. The vehicle is open. open. Oh, so we're... Okay, I understand. It's an open-top, okay. all-terrain vehicle. That's right. You did say this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Second question. Yes. I assume I'm just shooting like normal. I'm not like trick attacking or anything, right? Uh, you are. It's like a normal shot. Yes. Is it? Okay. Um, it specifically says. Let me make sure. Um, combat. Yeah. Uh, it initial like order. I can... Characters can take usual actions they can in combat with the following adjustments. Pilots can also act during the combat phase as long as they have any actions remaining to spend. Um, okay. You can attempt range attacks against other vehicles that are passengers in the same zone or one zone away. Unless otherwise specified, these range attacks follow the normal rules for attacking vehicles, uh, which in the case of... It just means you can attack like normal if you can, if you can target it and shoot at it. Okay, but it, it sounds like I could then trick attack. I believe so. Okay. Uh, I didn't specifically look up trick attack because for some reason that it didn't cross my mind that we have an operative that just always gets to use trick attack. <laughs> but here we are. Um, uh, well, I can, I can make sure one, real quick. One last question. Yes. I don't use like a fancy laser gun. I use like a normal ish uh -huh. gun. Uh -huh. Does it need air to um, shoot? It's a projectile weapon. It is analog. That's the closest I got to answer your Analog. question. I think it would still be well. The problem is it has to actually explode in the chamber, and there's no air in the. See, space that's you're what in. I'm thinking, right? So like, you're probably gonna have to use an energy weapon. Okay. To shoot at them. Okay. That's great. That's great. <laughs> uh huh. It's okay. I do. I have something. That's fine. Um. Okay. Everybody good. Um. So, if somebody else wanted to pilot so that I could do things, I still don't know if I'm very good at that stuff. Is the problem? Mm -hmm. You can't I melee mean, without a, ra a range weapon. A reach weapon, I should wow, say. Wow, I thought you had better athletics. Wait, and my I'm not looking. 
Your athletics, My athletics is, so is a plus six. I just put a point in athletics this past level. Oh Finally. <laughs> just drive. Just drive. So I can't really board either. I thought you'd be good at stuff. Silly me. <laughs> just drive. So I guess I'll drive. <laughs> Seems like it. Okay. Just to make sure. Okay. Athletics I'm, is so I'm good, bad. Though. What? It's a struggle. It is definitely it's a struggle. It's the same as mine. I have a minus <laughs> one to strength. All right. Uh, so we're going to do all the piloting checks first. I'm going to go ahead and roll for these guys. Alex, you can make your piloting check as well. Um, okay. Whoops. Forgot to add the plus three there. Let me do that again. Two. Three. Four. Oh, oh, oh these piloting checks are so ridiculous with these guys. All right, uh, so two of them are just going to um, uh, keep pace. Um, uh, bu -bu 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 oh, sorry, slow down. They're just going to stay exactly where they're at, the ones that are in front. Uh, the two that are to the side of you are going to engage. Hmm. Um, and they both see to, uh, succeed at their engaging check because uh, your KAC is, uh, what does it say on here? Uh, very low. Very, very low. <laughs> That's it's a slow vehicle. <clears throat> so, uh, both of those have engaged. What did you? Uh, what were you attempting to do, Alex? Oh, I don't even know. You were just rolling the die, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, currently you're engaged with the vehicle, so basically the only thing you can do is break free from the vehicle. Break free? Yes. Does that happen so they go before oh yeah we're after in the list yes so they engaged and then i can break free okay yes <clears throat> let's do that i guess okay it'll be just against uh enemy vehicles kac but since there are two uh that will be a little bit higher uh you want me to roll it again uh yeah you can roll again i'll let you roll again buddy just rolling that not, random was die it not first. Good? <clears throat> yeah, I'll let you roll again. Hey, look at that! You're lucky. You break free. Um, okay, so, uh, and okay, so here's what's gonna happen. These guys stay in the same zone. Uh, your vehicle will move forward, and the other ones will follow you, but they're not currently engaged with your vehicle. And now we enter the combat phase. Lisk, you're up. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to pull out my pulse caster pistol. Okay. And I guess I'm going to try to trick attack. Let's do it. Uh, I'll do that one. Uh, so my stealth this is a fun thing I can do now. It's it's Automatic. 27. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wait, yeah, well, it's, my what bonus is 27. Excuse me. So it's a 37. What are you targeting? The drow who's riding the vehicle or are you targeting? Yes, the... I would like to shoot the mans. Okay, shoot the mm -hmm. mans. Got it. <clears throat> uh, mostly okay. because this gun sucks. Okay. Uh, oh, I need to. In the spot they are. There we go. Now I hold it and now I attack. Uh, so this is against flat footed. This is probably EAC. Ooh. Oh, not even, not enough, no problem. Let's go. That is a hit. Roll me some damage. All right. Holy crap. 
Okay, well, that, that could be way worse. Than that was <laughs> so Sixteen damage, yeah, dude. Sixteen tangos. Uh, All right, and yep. he's staggered. <laughs> he is staggered. Pull out a dice on the screen, and then you look at the total, and you're like, oh, staggered. All right, he is staggered. Nicely done, Twick. You're up. All right. Um, I suppose I'm gonna pull out my injection rifle, whatever that's called, and take a shot at uh, this other one near us. I'm gonna toss a biohack in here. Okay. Biohacks. Here we go. Uh, this will be this will be my new one, an anesthesiology inhibitor. Jeez. All right. <laughs> Uh, don't forget, uh, you have to add your. Uh, it didn't matter on list, but you need to add your uh, attacking while moving penalty. Negative two. Got it. Minus three. Got it. <clears throat> Twenty-five. Twenty-five. That's a hit. All right. He needs to make a fortitude save. Also. Okay. Here's the damage. Ten. Fortitude save. <clears throat> Whoops. No. Did that end combat? No. Doesn't seem yeah, to. Music stopped. Music went yeah. away. Hold on. <laughs> Battle. All right. Uh, Battle. <clears throat> all right. Fortitude save. Um, that number can't possibly be right. What's his fortitude bonus? <laughs> that number is uh very high for some reason. Let's try this again. Okay, twenty-three on the fortitude save. I think that succeeds. I'm trying to find my save DC and I cannot feel like me. I'm pretty sure that succeeds though. So he takes uh, three non-lethal damage. That's it? And that's all. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's saved. Uh, all right. Yeah. Apply damage. Oh, but he still takes the 10 piercing. Yeah, he still takes the 10 piercing. All right. All right. Apply damage. All right, Ko, you're up. All right. I'm pulling out my, my zero pistol, frostbite class. You don't supernova in the vehicle? No. Mm -hmm. I'll set the okay. weight two more rounds before I can do that. Then we'll see. <clears throat> okay, excellent. No, we won't see. I really want you to board a vehicle and then just supernova while you're on the vehicle. That would be cool if I was confident in being able to board them. <clears throat> I bet you could do it. If I fail by more than five, I just fall onto the ground. That's correct. get left behind. Yep. They'll come That's back and that's bad. Um, I'm attacking with this energy pistol for the for like the first time ever. Okay. I have to do a minus something. Minus three. Minus three. <clears throat> okay. That is a miss. A nice try though. All right. Good stuff. Uh, first Drow's turn. However, he is staggered. He's already taken his move action, so we can't do anything else. Nicely done. Got him. Easy. Luna, you're up. All right. Uh, we're fo we're focusing the the guy directly north of us. Everyone. So far, it seems. No. I'll take another shot. Use my new gun. Use my new gun. I get a plus two and a minus. Three, so the minus one. How about that? Okay. Uh, new gun, let's go. Ooh. 14 years. That is a miss. <sighs> nice try. All right. 
Uh, it is a Strauss uh, on the far vehicle below. He is actually just going to uh, take his uh, <clears throat> sonic rifle, Thunderstrike uh, sonic rifle, and shoot at... <laughs> I think he's just going to shoot at your vehicle. He's not actually going to shoot at any of you, because you have partial cover. Watch so it'd be harder to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, let me make sure and check their attack. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Let's go ahead and put that very small number in there. Uh, that is a 28 against EAC. That is a hit on your vehicle, because your vehicle is <laughs> very low. Uh, and he's going to roll damage. Here we go. Eight sonic damage. Good news. You're in basically a tank. Your hardness is eight. You nice. take no damage. Oh, nice. You got lucky. Skill. Right. We planned Skills. that. Skills. All right. Next guy going to take the same exact action. He's going to attack you with this rifle. Uh, here comes the roll. Unless he rolls very low, it doesn't matter. 16, that's a hit. Here comes the damage shots. Uh, eight again. Of course. No Can damage. Explain to me how sonic damage works in a vacuum. That's a real good question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It shoots out little blue hedgehogs. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, last guy right next to the vehicle going to do the same exact thing. Going to attempt to shoot with his th- sonic rifle. Uh, negative. This is, this is like Star Wars vacuum when uh, uh, Django Fett's dropping those bombs out the back. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, man, what a what a really good sound. Yeah, excellent. Uh, this is another hit. Here comes the damage roll. Oh, here we go. Twelve damage. Uh. So your vehicle will take four points of damage. You guys can adjust that if you want, or I can do it for you. Doesn't matter to me. Um, but you'll take four points of damage. Okay. And we are back. Say that again. I'll keep track. Okay. We are back to the top of the order. Round two. Piloting checks. Uh, we're just going to start with them, and then you'll get to go next, Co. Pilot mod. One, two, three, four. All right. Three succeed, one fails. That's fun. Okay, so here's what they're going to do. Uh, none of them are engaged currently. Uh, two of them are going to attempt to uh, speed up. Uh, which they both do make it. They're going to move one zone forward immediately, the two that are next to you. Um, And they will move one zone forward in the chase progress when we get to that phase. But currently, they're directly in front of you. Uh, Also, the other two are going to... uh, One of them attempted to evade and succeeded. Uh, The other one attempted to evade, and he failed. So he just doesn't uh, doesn't get that evasion check. Uh, Alex, what are you going to do? What's the... Uh, what's our... Oh, six. Okay. <clears throat> also, before you do anything, I should tell you about Zone 3, which those two vehicles just moved into. Yeah. Uh, you can see if in, in front of you these, like, rock spires. They're, and uh, they're kind of providing some cover for these vehicles as they're going around. Um, you also see that around these rock spires, there are... Uh, you... It almost looks like they can be knocked over, so you got to be careful around them. Uh, if they fall on your vehicle, they might do a ton of damage. So be careful. Okay. <laughs> is that like... That is what is called a they, trick. 
So if you were in zone three, you could attempt the trick maneuver. Okay, but it hits like behind, I'm guessing. Uh, it hits um, in whichever vehicle you designate in the zone you're in. So let's say you were in zone three, one of these hogbacks was in zone three, you did the trick, you knock over some rocks, it falls on whichever one you want it to fall on. But you have, you'd have to be in that zone. You're currently not in that zone. Okay. I think we're just going <laughs> to speed up. Okay. Attempt to speed up. Let's see. Oh. 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 That works. No problem. All right. So you speed up. You immediately move up one zone. And then we will be moving forward another zone so you get out of the rock area. Uh, all four vehicles will simultaneously move up by one zone. And now we're in combat phase. Lisk. All right. Um, I'm going to shoot at the other vehicle. Uh, I'm basically just ducking down real low and then popping up real quick and shooting them. Uh, okay. So my stealth roll is 37. And then, I mean, uh, barely succeeds. Are you shooting barely. the man or the vehicle? Uh, the man. The man. Okay. And which one is this again? The lower one. The, the one that I did not okay. do last oh, oh, oh. time. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. The one below us within the zone. You're good. Uh, You're good. So against flat-footed EAC. Bad. Mm. Oh, and there's a minus three on that too, I guess. There is a minus moved. three. That is a miss. Well, okay. It's a good attempt though. Twick. So do we get some kind of bonus for being in front of these guys? Uh, Yeah, is I'm looking for right? that real quick. I wanted to make sure. Um... Where's the combat section? Ranged attacks. Uh. Where's it at? I'm no just bonus? gonna give you a huh? bonus. No bonus. No bonus. bonus. I'll just bonus? give you a plus two because I I know I read it before it, but I cannot find it in this sheet. Okay. So you'll get a plus two. Okay. I'm gonna target this <laughs> one then. I'm gonna aim down my laser sight. Or aim with my laser sight, rather. So uh, that reduces the cover penalty or cover bonus they get by four. Okay. And I'm going to shoot a blue winnis dart along with Ooh. a biohack. Ooh, jeez. All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going all out on this shot, huh? All out. Max. There it is. All right. So that'll be a minus three. Oh, I didn't add the plus two bonus. So 16. 16. That is a miss. Dang. Your die rolls. You guys' die rolls very low tonight. What's going on? Are they even getting cover bonuses, by the way, on their vehicles? Um, not on are. their vehicles, as far as you can tell, because they're sitting okay. on the back of a motorcycle. However, sure. that is zone three. That's where those rocks were at, where they were kind of like carving around. Uh, so that does give them a small bonus. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, Co. Yes, I'm firing once again. Top, top guy. Uh, my zero pistol. I'm gonna engage with him and just stick your lightsaber in his bike spoke. His wheel spoke. To do a melee, I need reach on the weapon, uh, even if we're engaged. Unless you want to just jump onto the. Yeah, unless I want to jump bike. over. Mm. <laughs> do it! KAC plus five with only a <laughs> plus six bonus. I believe in you. No. Can't believe you're so bad at it. 
Okay, well, I'm bad at this too, so. Yep, that's a miss. It's a, it's a good try, though. It's a, it's a good, good try. Yeah. All right. Uh, he was staggered for one round, correct, Jake? Yes. Okay. No longer staggered. Uh, this guy is going to take a shot with his uh, sonic rifle. Again, same thing, shooting at your vehicle, not at anybody in particular. Um, that is a 16. That will be a hit. Very low AC on this vehicle. Super easy to hit. Uh, 11 points of damage. So you will take three. Uh, Luna, you're up. All right, let's go again. I got you this time. I don't got you this time. <laughs> all these drawers are looking at you. That's they're all wearing them. helmets. They see your mouth moving because they're only about 60 feet away. And they're very confused because they're like, <laughs> there's no air out here, morons. As they're firing sonic rifles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just the rifle that they carry. Uh, okay. Guy down below. Uh, Going to take a shot. Uh, same thing. Targeting your vehicle. Here we go. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely a hit. Here comes the damage roll. Eight damage. That hardness. Coming in handy. Uh, Drow Elite towards the very top vehicle. Going to do the same thing. These guys are basically just trying to take your vehicle out and then pick you off one by one while they drive around in their vehicles. Uh, here comes this attack roll. Uh... Succeeds. Damage roll. Ten. You'll take two points of damage. Last guy. Same thing. Attack roll. That is a 18 on the die. Definitely a hit. Here comes the damage. Thirteen. Five points of damage. And we are back to the top of the order, round three. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and roll for these guys, but Alex, tell me what you're gonna wanna do. Uh, uh, let me describe real quick what you see in front of you. Uh, zone five, uh, directly in front of you. Very precariously mounted rocks. You remember those rock columns that were in zone three? You're seeing more in zone five, but these seem a lot more precarious. Uh, maybe a hazard. I see. Okay, all of my guys succeed. Woohoo! Uh, <clears throat> here's what they're gonna do. Uh, I got two of them that are going to. Um, what is this maneuver called? Uh, actually, I think all of them are just going to speed up based on where they're at. Yeah, they're all going to speed up. So this guy speeds up, gets in the zone with you. This guy speeds up, gets in the zone with you. This guy speeds up. The moment he enters this zone, he gets a little too close to the tumbling rocks. And uh, they fall towards his vehicle. And it is going to make an attack roll against his vehicle. We'll see how this works. See if it actually hits. Um. Oh, yeah. That is a... 31 to hit his vehicle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here comes the damage roll. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, that is 32 points of damage. What the? Uh, the vehicle is entirely crushed by falling rocks. 
and it disappears along with the drow that was in it. Wow. That was the best thing that happened. We didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Next guy advances forward. This one doesn't. Uh, this one doesn't hit him though. Uh, the rocks have already tumbled, so he is in front. Uh, he does look like he's kind of carving around these. He's getting a little bit of an advantage as well to his cover. What would you like to do, Alex? Well, I'm gonna speed up now. Okay. Is it? Let's why would you want to like not be in front? I mean, just like the hazard, like that's it. Why would you not want to be in front? Yeah, you are, like why would you not want to get to the end? Well, you like, do want to slow down you, and, and stuff like that. I mean, that. you can slow and down, like, but they're going to have a bonus to hit you. Right. If you're in front of them, you have a bonus to hit them. If you get to the end faster than they do, you can escape them, or you just destroy them all and leave them behind. Yeah, I'm just wondering what the use is of like the slow down. I don't and, like, know. Keep pace stuff is I, okay. Some the of it thing has you're to trying do to with, figure it out. <laughs> uh, vehicle chases also in this game are written for multiple things. It's written for combat, but it's also written for races. And those okay. specifically have mechanics for like corners and stuff. So mm. I'm going to assume some of those are why that's in there. Only got a 20. 20. Uh, what were you trying uh, to do? Speed up? Speed up. Uh, you do not succeed. Yeah, yeah, 23. Um, but you will, I think, from that, still move forward one space uh, during... Yeah, we succeeded by more than... Yeah. Or we failed by less than five. Less than five, yes. Yeah, so you'll you'll still move forward. Okay, so uh, everybody's going to move up on this next phase. Whoop. Uh, and here we are. Back to the top of the order. Lisk, you're up. Um, I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I will shoot at... This guy? The one who I trick attacked the first time, that's the one that crashed, right? Yep, that's the one that got crushed Fantastic. by toppling rocks. Just gotta make sure, because I can't stagger them twice. Uh, so I'm just gonna pop out and I'm gonna shoot at this boy. Ooh, flat footed EAC, it's a 26. No problem, direct uh, It hit. might be a 23, I guess, since we moved, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. It's hard to. Cool, cool, cool. I tried to come up with a good way to put that negative in there, but it doesn't let you. I can't put you guys in the vehicle for some reason. It's broken. Mm. I don't know. Whatever. This is better. 26. Literally 10 better than last time. Yep, yep. Just ever so slightly better. 26 points of damage. And that was to the guy directly above you? Yes, and he is staggered. Okay. 26 points of damage. Nicely done. Well, let's go ahead and apply that staggered. Uh, that's very beneficial during a chase. Twick, you're up. Yeah. Um, do the same thing as last round against this guy. So, another blue witness, another biohack. Let's see it. And... Bam. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Nice. Wow. Direct right. hit. Nice shot. So, he takes... 13 damage. Wow, nice roll. Um, he takes 7 damage immediately from the poison. Uh, and he needs to make a fortitude save. And also, he has a minus 2 to his AC for Jeez. probably the rest of his life. From the bio. Jeez. Alright, fortitude save. Oh no, that's a 13. That is a fail. So he is, this is on the constitution track, and he is now weakened. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> So he is, whew, all right, he's weakened. Uh, is, that, is that the only condition he has right now? 
Yes. Next next time, if it fails to save, he becomes unconscious. <laughs> wow. Right. That's pretty yeah, bad. That's, that's the goal. Um, I don't see a way to put weakened on him here. It's an affliction. Yeah, and I, I can't I apply afflictions to them for some reason. Okay. Uh, well, um, I can tell you what it does, basically. It's a minus yeah, just, two to just, fort saves and constitution stuff. That makes it harder to make the save. Great. Stuff. Yeah, and also he'll take damage from the poison again next round. Right, got it. Okay. There you go. Got it. <clears throat> go! I'm shooting at, at bottom man this time. Let's do it. Take a shot. Maybe I'll hit someday. 18 EAC. 18 against EAC is a hit. Let's go. Right. Oh, All right. so close. <laughs> Six, 11 points of damage. <laughs> uh, okay. Old damage. Old damage. That's right. Uh, Luna. Lots of shots ringing out. What are you doing? All right. I really want to hit. With this gun, so I'm gonna shoot north, north man, north guy, north guy. Let's do north it, dude. Nice throw. Um, e attack. There it is. Twenty-two. Yes. That is a hit. Roll damage. Excellent. Give me, give me ninety. 19 points of damage. 19 E and F. Uh, <clears throat> with that shot, this man falls off of his hogback. Yeah. And the bike goes spiraling out of control. Just blah, 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 and hits, hits a big rock and blows up. He's oh, dead. Man. Bike is dead. Uh, bike is dead. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me make sure I grab him. There he is. You're dead, sir. All right. Uh, you are done. Next drow elite. Uh, the one down below you is going to do exactly what he did last time. Take a shot with his uh, sonic rifle. Here it comes. Natural one on the die. Oh. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Nice. Stupid. Next guy. <laughs> here comes the attack. Let's see better this time. There we go. 18 on the die. That's a hit. Here comes the damage roll. 13 points of damage. So five. Woof. Uh, only two of them left, though. Back to the top of the order. Uh, Alex, uh, think about what you're going to do on piloting check. These two guys who are remaining are going to go ahead and roll. Uh, that's numbers. Piloting. Piloting. <clears throat> Both succeed. Uh, they are also both speeding up. Um, oh, actually, the one can't speed up because he'll be too far away from you. First guy is going to speed up. <clears throat> he gets to here. Uh, second guy, I guess, he's going to evade. Yeah, he's going to evade. All right, so uh, you're up. Roll for your speed up check here. All right. Bad. That's very bad. Very... That's not good, Alex. I thought you were an ace pilot. I am an ace pilot. What are you talking about? <laughs> 17 plus the vehicle's item level, which I'm pretty sure is six. Yes, it is. 
Uh, so you are uh, less than five. Um, you will not move don't forward. move forward. That's that's all that happens. <clears throat> you will just not move forward. Okay. Uh, this is a weird scenario because they both chose to move up. Uh, how would that even work? Let me make sure. Let me check this rules real quick. Real quick. If you would escape a chase but don't want to do so, you can voluntarily move back to being only one zone ahead in the chase progress phase. <laughs> All right. So they're just going to stay in front of you. Uh, you will not move forward. Uh, this guy will not move forward because he. they're just going to stay in that exact spot. On to combat. Lisk. Um, I guess I'll, ju I'll just try to attack that one caddy corner from us. Okay. They will uh, have while I do a it. bonus because they're directly in front of you. Don't forget. Sure, whatever. Right, um, there's nothing else I can do. Uh, we'll see. That's pretty good. Minus Jeez. whatever penalties there are. And that's against uh, flat-footed EAC. Yeah, that succeeds. Let's go. Whew. Oh my gosh. There's a decent roll. Just eviscerated. Uh, this man gets hit. Right in the middle of the back, he falls forward on his handlebars. You see the front wheel of his bike just spiraling out of control, and then it flings him off into the air, and the bike crashes in front of you. He is down. So I like I lean forward over Co's shoulder, shoot him, and I go, the accelerate is the one on the left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Twick, you're up. Uh, one so man left. Make a saving throw, and also he takes seven damage. Oh my gosh, he also takes seven damage. Holy crap, <laughs> he is very low. This poison only lasts two rounds. It's the downside. Thank goodness. Well, yeah, but if he fails, but he's the upside. unconscious, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the upside is that. 25. Ah, success. <sighs> Sad day. Okay, I do have to shoot him. Fine. So I'll aim and shoot a, another biohack. But I won't use poison this time. Okay. <clears throat> and minus three. Still aiming, so if he gets cover penalties, reduced by four. Ah, 15. Uh, yeah, that's a miss. That is a miss. Co! Yeah. There's only we one are... man left. He's in front of you. What are you doing? Okay. Damn it. Shooting him, I guess. I Ram can't <laughs> collide because he's in front, right? That's it. Uh, ramming him? Um, I think... What does the rule say for that? Um... Does it be you cool? Have to be engaged Ram first. You have to be engaged, yeah. You do it engaged. Not even close. So we're just gonna shoot. That would be cool. I was thinking. I was gonna try to do it, but uh, nineteen EAC. Nineteen EAC. Man, even with his bonus, I don't think he's in another. What zone he's in? He's in six. Yeah, he doesn't get any extra concealment here. Uh that's a hit. Boom. Jeez. Oh, nothing but sixes <laughs> on damage. Cold damage. Uh, this shot, uh, you can see this man shivering from the cold damage. And he's shaking his handlebars real fast and curves off the side of the road and crashes. <laughs> Hogback explodes, even though it's a weird explosion because, you know, there's no, no atmosphere here. <laughs> uh, but you have successfully destroyed all four of these Hogbacks. The Drow are dead. Um, do you turn around and go back to where they were, or are you continuing on? Is there one intact? Um, you saw the bodies fly off of these vehicles. Most of the motorcycles look like they were, or the hogbacks look like they were definitely destroyed. Ah. 
Uh, they either, because they're traveling at high speed and they ran into something and blew up or were crushed by rocks. But you did see three bodies fly off of vehicles that you could go back and loot if you would like. Do you want to check them for ID? Yeah, I'd like, mm -hmm. my, really the only thing I care about is why they did this. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if they're just, like, bandits or whatever, like, cool. But if there's, like, someone already out to get us, that sucks. Yeah. We'll go back to the closest guy, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You spin back around real quick. Uh, you get back to the closest guy and um, quick uh, check through his stuff. You don't find a lot. They're wearing pretty standard gear. Uh, Golem Forge Plating 2, Thunderstrike Sonic Rifle with two high-capacity batteries. I can copy and paste this, actually, to make oh, it easier for you. Please and thank you. I know I read this off every time. <laughs> um, he, uh, let me make sure I have this right. Yeah. This should be everything. Whoa! He's talking to you. Um, and a cred stick. He does not have any identifying marks on him. Uh, other <laughs> than this, almost like... Uh, it almost looks like it's a cut mark in front of his padding in his chest. It doesn't look like it was damaged from him being slung off of the vehicle. It looks like it was there before. And it's in like a very strange looking pattern. Hmm. Can we try to culture check that? Yes, you can if you would like. Let's go. Hey. 31. Um, in your research, while you were looking through things on Apaste, you did read about roving bands of pirates who attempt to uh, overtake ships or vehicles that are traveling between locations. They all use different symbols. They fly under different flags. You think what you're here, what's here is just some bandits, some pirates that tried to take over your vehicle, and that's about it. All right. All right. You Fair don't enough. see anything else from it. At least we know now. Now you know. Okay. Nicely done. Let me take us out of. Uh, let me take us out of combat here. End combat. Uh, you guys, is, uh, not bad. The which one's not bad? The Sonic Rifle. Oh yeah, it's it's a pretty cool gun. I swear to God, if it's better pretty than good. the one you just bought, I'm gonna be so pissed. No, it's, <laughs> it's equivalent. Well, it's slightly better than the one I had before. It's 1D10 okay. Sonic, but it has a deafened critical. My previous oh, wow. one didn't have a critical effect, so. Okay, so um, you guys uh, leave uh, where you're at, and kind of as you're pulling away from this one bike and this this or this one drow that's on the ground, you see in the distance what looks like more vehicles headed your way. Ah, oh, jeez. You still have the option to go back and get the other bodies, or you can just head on. Oop. I don't think any of that was worth it. No. Probably I mean, not. The, the gun sells for 340, but... Uh... Nah. Okay. All right. So you guys will continue your route on down towards uh, the Wreckers Field in Apostate. Let me take you back to that uh, map. Um, boom, boom. Where are we at? Yeah. Activate. All right. So you guys got attacked kind of somewhere in here, right? Not too far from the Blood Barracks, which is located here. But the Blood Barracks is mostly, from what you read, occupied by Half Orcs. Um, mm. these were definitely drow. Um, you drive the rest of the way. It takes you about another five and a half hours to get the rest of the way to the wreckers field. And upon arrival, um, 
you don't really see a lot of buildings. It's not like a, a major establishment. You can kind of see in the background this area that looks like the Wrecker's Field. Uh, it is actually like dark, dark out in this area. There's not a lot of lighting. It appears people are kind of probably settled down for the night. So even the lights inside of the Wrecker's Field are shut off. Um, you do see, as you pull up though, a building, a very run-down building uh, that uh, has a sign over the top that just says the Scrib. You mean the scribe? Yes, Alex, the scribe. I spelled it wrong. Hmm. Absolutely spelled it wrong. Um, you guys can choose whatever to do, but you kind of pull up in this area and park your all-terrain vehicle. You've, you've arrived at where you need to be. Mm-hmm. We have time to rest for 10 minutes during that um, car ride the rest of the way? Yeah, you could each individually rest for 10 minutes along the routes. Um, also, you know your meeting is in the morning with Dylanestra. Mm. So you have the okay. option to uh, rest tonight. I guess you could just stay awake all night if you really wanted to. But, um, yeah, kind of up to you. What are you thinking? Trying to put to sleep? Yeah, I guess. Works for me. Okay. You walk inside to this establishment, inside the scrib. It's a very rundown place. There is a small bar in the back. Uh, there is a half orc that is currently manning it. Well, that's mm. weird. Yeah. We will. Luna will go. Because that seems like a friendly situation. Or a not hostile situation. You walk up to the bar and this half work behind it is just kind of like, yeah, whoa, <laughs> whoa, what do you want? Uh, round of drinks for me and my friends. Quite a long oh, drive. Sure. And uh, just kind of turns back, doesn't really listen to anything else you're saying, grabs four just like huge looking mugs and fills them up with like what looks like a bloody ale beer and then just slaps them down on the table for you. Um, I'll give him a nice tip. Ah. Just kind of barks at you. Doesn't really say anything else. Uh, we have a room. No, we're supposed to meet somebody. Buy a room. Yeah, hundred credits each. We were told to meet uh, Mezcaluth. Oh. You from how size are it? That's right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Twenty credits each. Hey. <laughs> Set you up with a room. Well, hand over the money. Yeah. Okay. You pass him over some credits. Uh, he leads you sort of towards the back, where he opens four doors. Uh, inside these four rooms. There is basically nothing. It is a bare wooden floor with a small hole in one corner. Um, that's about it. The building you're in is does have, have atmosphere, although it's very light. The oxygen here is very, it's pretty low compared to what you've normally, uh, you want to be breathing in. Uh, but the room you're in, uh, it does have oxygen. Um, there is a distinct smell coming out of the hole in each of the four rooms. Pretty gross. 
But other than that, it is a room that you can lock the door on. Uh, are you doing anything before you rest? Does this look like the only hotel? <laughs> it looks like the only building as far as you could see. Okay. Um, there Real may be some things that audience. are... They're like closer to the Wreckers Field, but you don't know anything about this area, really, other than the right. one place that, uh, you know, Sayo Barn told you to go to. Could have just stayed in the freaking car. Yeah. Yeah. Could have. Can't breathe in the car, though. True. Who breathes? Oh, I mean, I don't actually, but. See? <laughs> That's I need half to the breathe. party right there. Yeah, two, two out of four, hon. <laughs> Okay. Breathing's um, pretty important. Alright, so you guys uh, you guys will all hit the sack for the night and rest. Should probably have a watch. A watch. One person. That way we know what time it is. Nah, we'll swap, I mean, but yeah. Who who would like to be the watch? I mean, I'll start. Rotate, no? okay. Yeah, we're gonna definitely right. gonna rotate. I'm not staying up all night. <laughs> Alright. So Twick will start. Everybody else uh, kind of beds down for sleep. And uh, by the way, am I popping again? Because I changed back to the voice mod thing. I don't know if it's pop, pop, pop. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. Lost a little bit. You. Thanks, you Alex. When you get loud. You okay, peek. I'll try not yeah. to be loud. I'll try not to peek. Um, so you guys are uh, bedding down for the night, except for Twick, who's up kind of watching guard over the four rooms. And as Twick's sitting there, he's kind of going back over the conversation that he had at the bar with this guy about these very strange augmentations. And his mind starts to wander. Nothing's really happening inside of the scrib. It's, it's quiet. They're, the lights are very dimly lit. Um, and he's just kind of losing himself in his own mind. And his, his eyes kind of uh, just slowly shut. Uh, the, everything fades to black. And then all of a sudden we, we hear this weird sound of a, a strange computer. It wakes Twick from his daydream. And of course, we are always monitoring for irregularities in the data readouts. Any changes in temperature, vitals, or neuroactivity immediately alerts the technicians on duty who are fully trained on the cryostasis equipment. The facility itself is Twick stops listening. His mind is drawn back to his most recent lab experiment. A thought had occurred to him. Maybe an adjustment to the reticular arrangement network could increase the bond between the nanites and the targeted organic tissue. This could then increase the duration during which the regenerative process occurs, but then again, power would become an issue. Hmm. Only so much can be allocated to the bond before the other systems would need to be dropped. Do you have any questions, Mr. Quick? Dr. Lethre smiles politely as she looks up from her data pad. Uh, no, I appreciate the thorough explanation. My real concern was whether or not I'd be able to remotely monitor the pod and still work on treatments, and you've adequately answered that question. Of course, and as requested, upon contract re-enrollment, you will have full access to the EA CryoModule's data output stream. Should you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. From everyone here at Everlife Adaptation, we thank you for your interest in our services. And while working with us is never a desired situation to be in, we are here to help. 
Quick nods and heads down the long hallway to the elevators that will take him to the lobby of EA Storage 3, his mind still calculating likelihood of success with the minor adjustments he's been considering. His comm unit beeps with a call, audio only. With a simple button press, the connection is bridged to his cortical implant. Uh, tell me you have some good news. Silence on the other end for a few seconds. It's interrupted by a highly synthesized voice. Once I have some... Quick, stops moving. The transference redistribution you suggested is working as theorized. The combination of modified nanites and synthetic astrozoan protoplasm is showing increased levels of genetic pair replacement. And after introduction of the adaptive biochains, is there any improvement in cell formation? Twick asks. Another long pause. Sadly, no. The cells appear to reject the formation about halfway through. Something is still off in the nanites programming that we haven't quite figured out. Quick's shoulders slump. Well, send me over the data. I'll get back into the lab and run through the code again. Maybe I missed something that's corrupting the replication process. This time, the response is much quicker. quicker. Dr. Quig, you can't go back there now. The better of Purity's fight with the Remakers expands each day, and the lab is one of the isolated sectors. Can't you transfer the materials and data to somewhere safer? You know I can't. I promised. If it gets too dangerous, I'll take the research and go, but for now, I need to be at the lab. I'll send over a set of reconfigured instructions once they're done. Understood. The synthetic voice on the other end of the line seems hesitant to end the call. Be safe out there, and good luck. Twick presses a button on his comm unit and the call ends. He looks up at the elevator at the end of the hall, ready to return to the lobby and away from her. Seemingly to the air, Twick quietly says, Kip, have you finished processing the data from Site Zenith? A small robot crawls out of Twix's pack and parks on his shoulder, emitting a set of progressively higher-pitched and shorter notes. Ah, oh, perfect. Let's get back to the lab, see if we can make any progress. And, uh, keep your scanner on. Twix walks up to the elevator and presses the down button before he fades back into his thoughts on the experiment at the lab. And we fade to black. Is Twix a doctor? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, he, no, he has a doctorate. Ah, I always get those mm-hmm. confused. Of art. Of art. <laughs> well, yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we're going to leave cool, it though. right there, boys. Nice. And uh, we will save the remainder for next week. Nice session. Yeah, yeah. that was good. <clears throat> A lot of uh, interesting developments. Uh, finally got to hear something from Twix's backstory. <laughs> uh, although it was kind of a really short snippet, not a lot of information, but we'll see how that develops. Um, also, you've had some pirates and bandits chasing you, and you are at the location you need to be. So maybe you can take the next, next steps towards figuring out what the heck this man who gave you this video that's probably like freaking 200 years old is trying to get you to find. Mm. which is right beyond the Wreckers field. Let's do it. I'm so very excited. <laughs> I'll have you know, by the way, I the drinks, I found a whole bunch of different people who were very intrigued by drinks in Starfinder Universe. So they had written yeah. all of these descriptions of all these things. There Just are nice wild ones. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. 
this um where is it at uh drow courage this made from specifically uh bread mushrooms and lichens it's a specialty drink meant specifically for drow that is mildly poisonous to all species including drow <laughs> <laughs> that's a big nice. mood i love that uh i like all the danger associated with drinking in this universe heck yeah dude. yeah it's the one that kills you yeah Drinking or eating bugs. You never know what's going to happen when you yeah. eat a bug. Well, that's true. That's yeah. probably the same in this universe, too. Yeah. <laughs> Might be. Might be. Uh, I'll have you know, um, last night we had our session in the other group. Um, they made it back to Absalom Station. And when they arrived, you had just left. The Indefatigable Screw mm. had just left to go yeah, okay. to Aposte. Just can't get that timing to line up, huh? Yeah, can't. Imagine quite. if we were just like, nah, screw the screw the ship. Let's yeah. stay in here. We're hanging out. that's good stuff. Um, nicely done, boys. Uh, I'm excited to uh, continue this little side session thing. This is uh, yeah, this is good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good, it's good, it's good stuff. It's even uh, on a planet that looks like the moon, so it's almost a lunar interlude. Oh, lunar interlude. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Caleb. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. All right, is everybody good for next week? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm uh, Abe. I decided I'm gonna start sending out calendar invites because with my other group, <laughs> they can't remember if I don't send a calendar invite, and I figured it's probably good for both groups. So I'll start. You don't want to just why don't you just slacker slack them? I do slack them, <laughs> but it doesn't help. They're like, they're like, they're like uh, very much uh, office people. Like office in the office, it's got to be everything that's in the normal workings of offices. Either I'm slacking messages or I'm getting invites on my calendar. If you text me, I'm gonna forget it. I'm not mm. gonna know. I'm not gonna remember. Yeah, I'm kind of becoming that person, unfortunately. But <laughs> I feel like I have a lot going on. So yeah, yeah, it seems it. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Well, uh, join us back in a week, and we will see what uh, next steps are for these guys in the wreckers field. And we will catch you next time. We'll see you later. Bye. Whenever I can find the thing to push. Oh, there it is. Yep. <laughs> see you later.